Hello, welcome to this week's economics podcast with me, Mr. Pierce. Uh, hopefully, you are all safe, well, uh, managing to make the best of this, uh, enjoying a bit of sunshine. If you're listening, you're listening to it in the sunshine and recording to it when there's a bit of sunshine. Um, last week we looked at diagrams, one of the most important things in economics. Uh, they never go away, they've got to be accurate, you've got to know your stuff, they should always, always be labelled. A diagram is the first thing that an examiner will see, they will judge you on it. Um, so she sent me over some diagrams, uh, very important to get them right, always worthwhile practising your diagrams. Um, before I go on, it'll be a shorter podcast uh, than usual I think this week, so I don't want to go through any new um, content particularly, uh, I want to consolidate a bit more learning for you to pick your brains a bit more, um, but before we get to that I just want to I record this a bit in advance, so you know the news would have changed, but the the premise and, and the overriding theory would not have changed. Um, you need to be making sure you're keeping up with the news. So obviously I've got my Scoopit site, but you can get your news from anywhere, BBC, Sky, Guardian, Times, however you get your news, it doesn't matter. But there is a, so much going on uh, that you're going to have to keep your, your eye on uh, that, that, that's hugely interesting, hugely important. Um, so if I just look at, a, so I won't go into a huge amount of detail here, but stories that you're going to need to be aware of. Um, I just read a story, could you have to pay your bank to save money? So student, lots of students have asked in the past about negative interest rates. Uh, well, we might be entering a world where negative interest rates are a thing. Might you have to pay money to keep it in your, uh, pay the bank to keep your money in the bank because obviously the, the, the government and banks want you to be spending money. They don't want you to be saving money. They want you to spend to kickstart um, the economy. Um, the rise and fall of global trade. Uh, so there was, that's a good video uh, from the, the Financial Times saying there's going to be a reverse, or there already is a reverse in globalisation. People are coming uh, more insular. You can see that with Trump, um, Trump's America and China argument. You can see that with our Brexit vote, that, that countries are becoming more insular. Um, seven charts on the coronavirus jobs market. So that shows how obviously there's more unemployment, more people claiming job seekers allowance. But there's there's also different patterns of obviously of work uh, in the USA where they, they didn't really go for what our scheme is called the furlough or the job retention scheme. US workers seeking uh, jobless aid near 40 million. So 40 million Americans are, are looking for uh, the equivalent of job seekers allowance, a huge number. Uh, retail sales crash in April as lockdown hit shops. Obviously, spending patterns have changed, but if you can't go out and buy things in shops, that that has that has crashed retail. So consumption, UK borrowing at record high as virus cost soars in April. So obviously, the government is stepping in to provide um, support for people. Obviously, that money has got to come from somewhere. So in the short term, that money is being borrowed. So the budget deficit has, has soared. Leading economist warns of 10 years of depression and debt, a very cheery headline, uh, but you know, a very, very severe recession um, is, is going gonna, is gonna to come along. So there's a few of the macro stories, but you know, by the time you hear this, they will be out of date as, as it is these things that are changing day by day, hour by hour, it's changing so much. Um, obviously, I'm doing the micro side with you um, this year. So on the micro page, some of the stories, how coronavirus lockdown 
has made a zoom boom generation. Um, I don't know about you, but I think like most people, had never heard of Zoom, never encountered Zoom. Now, you know, one of its, um, like, like to Google something is a verb, to Zoom someone has become a verb in, in two months. So it's an incredible growth, if you think of demand and supply, that is an incredible growth of a company. Um, this is poverty, so there's a really uh, powerful video from the Joseph Roundtree Foundation. We discussed poverty not long ago, relative and absolute poverty five minute video that you should watch that takes you through um, what it's like to be in absolute or relative poverty. Jaguar Land Rover in talks over government loan, so a government loan to a company essentially a subsidy, Think you could think what happens on a demand and supply diagram. Fake online reviews under investigation by competition authority, um, so not, not Trump's fake news but that's imperfect information that we looked at, a lot of people make bad decisions on imperfect information. Marston's and Carlsberg announced £780 million merger. We will do mergers next year. Uh, obviously, it's when two companies join together. Uh, we, we did a few weeks ago economies and diseconomies of scale. They, these two companies are big. Will, will the two of them merging create more technical and purchasing economies of scale for this, com this new company? Or will it be diseconomies of scale because the company is, is now too big? Um, Electric bikes could help people return to work, so there's going to be a subsidy scheme for uh, electronic bikes. Obviously, positive externalities maybe, we could argue negative of them whizzing past you if you're a, you're a pedestrian. Uh, lockdown is opportunity of a lifetime for bike lanes, so here in Reading there's some new bike lanes and, and walking paths. Cars are being sort of left off roads a bit, the, so there's potential positive externalities to come, come out of this. Um, A&E visits in England down to record low so if you think of demand and supply you think of the elasticity of the demand and supply um, for A&E what has actually happened have, have people obviously been put off by the coronavirus were people ever using A&E um, properly so that is an ongoing thing that you absolutely must and it's obviously just hopefully very interesting anyway to you um, you've got to keep up with the news. Use my Scoop It site or, or, or anything else. Um, so the work I want you to do this week, uh, there are two things. I said we're not going to look at uh, a new topic this week, but I want you to, to do some, uh, some consolidation and revision work. Um, I've quite probably done this with you before, but what I would like you to do is create an A to Z of economics terms. Um, I'll leave it open to micro or macro, actually. Um, usually I say one or the other, whichever side I'm teaching. But actually, I think I'll leave it open um, to what you do because you're going to need to know from both sides of the course. Um, so you should have, create a table with three columns. Um, on the left, first column, you will have your term that begins with A. The middle column, you will have the definition of that term. So it will be term in column A, uh, in column B it will be definition and in column C I want you to put application or example okay so you've got term definition application example in the third one uh, so if we go through the first one it might be absolute poverty which we did relatively recently A absolute poverty definition where you can't um, access the basics in society and then application you might put what the level which you, I think you've, lots of you found out recently when you did research, what is the level of absolute poverty in the country? 
what I would say is test, uh, push yourself or challenge yourself. Don't just think of the easiest term that you can. Look at um, slightly more difficult terms that, that might be a bit more challenging for you. So B, you might have bounded rationality, which you, we covered when we did um, behavioural economics. So bounded rationality, humans can only deal with a certain amount of choices. Application example, for example, in supermarkets when there are, I use this example, 20 types of packets of chocolate biscuit okay so uh, term definition application example see if you can get all the way to a to z micro or macro i don't mind but do challenge yourself these should be some of the trickier uh, terms so if you get you know if you look at a, at a get to c and just think oh I'll do consumption that's quite easy just test yourself try and try and do something else so that's your first bit of work for this week um your second piece of work for this week um, is again looking at application attached on the email is a powerpoint called coronavirus adverts um, so i recorded this a, a couple of weeks before uh, i'm going to email it out but you will remember hopefully on the first slide when this crisis started the uh, slogan was stay at home protect the nhs save lives okay uh, and I want on this PowerPoint, I want you to write underneath, create a text box. What's the main message here? In practical terms, I know it's pretty obvious for that one. What is it they want you to do? Then the government changed to uh, stay alert, control the virus, save lives. And again, it says underneath, what's the main message you take from this? And very importantly, uh, in the first, having done behavioural economics recently, in the first uh, government advert, the save lives is in red. If you think of traffic lights, red makes you feel stop. In the second advert, where it says stay alert, control the virus, save lives, it's yellow and green. What do you think the colour green makes you think you can do? Like a traffic light, it makes you think you can go. Okay, Subtle, but very, very important that. It's a behavioural economics thing, it's a, it's a psych psychological thing. Uh, then on slide two, there's a colour scheme, like colours have meanings, underlying meanings of, of, of what they show. Uh, and then on slide three, there is an old uh, gambling advert or, or not gambling advert. Uh, so one of, obviously, gambling is a negative externality. If those get addicted, it can harm, harm their families if, if you're obviously spending too much time and money on it. Governments um, in general, with things like age limits, try to make people not want to gamble as much so one of the ways they do that if you think of the strips is via uh, information and adverts um, and this advert says when the fun stops stop which i'm sure you've all seen if you right click on the the advert and go to open hyperlink there is a, a video that the government put on uh, a couple of years ago to accompany this uh, the question i want to answer is what is what is gambling in terms of market failure and then what is the main message you take away from this? The word in the middle of the screen. Okay, so look at that advert and think, what, what is this actually telling me about gambling? And then maybe think of government failure. Uh, slide four, um, I want you to write down the definitions for these terms and how they can be linked to the government. This is the important bit, how they can be linked to the government's coronavirus response. Okay, so we've got negative externality, government failure, nudge theory which we looked at in behavioral economics asymmetric information moral hazard and information failure so write down to remind yourself what each of those terms means 
And importantly, try and think, you can use Scoop it, or hopefully you've been keeping up with some news, how one example that you can link any of those to the government's coronavirus uh, response, okay? Um, let's just take, take one, let's take moral hazard. Uh, remember that moral hazard is if you take unnecessary risk because you think you're insured against. What's the government's mixed messaging maybe? How can we link that to moral hazard in terms of what the government have, have done? Uh, slide five is an old advert at the start of this crisis where it's got someone in some PPE equipment, some of the protective equipment, someone in a hospital, I presume, a nurse or a doctor. And it says, if you can go out, you can spread it. People will die. A pretty stark message. And then stay home, protect the NHS, save lives. Uh, so then, last thing I want you to do with this is create a UK government advert. Your work, you work for the UK government. It's your job to create an advert that will nudge people into staying at home. Okay, so we're obviously nearing the, the, the partial end of lockdown now. But think back a few weeks, a few months when... We were trying to get people definitely to stay at home and not go out. I want you to create an advert. Um, you can either draw the advert or it can be on a PowerPoint. I don't mind. I want you to create an advert that that would nudge people to stay home. It says, think of the emotions you want to convey. Think of the colour scheme. Think of the main image you want to use. So what do you want people to remember? And which slogan? Obviously, you can use the government's old slogan. Or you might want to create your, uh, your own one. So... Slot on slide five, there's an example of what one of those government adverts looks like. Slide six, there's a bit more guidance. I want you to create your own advert with, that, that tells uh, people to stay at home um, and not, not go out. Okay, so your two tasks this week are your, your um, A to Z. So on a Word document, obviously you can handwrite it, email me over, email these over, and we'll go through an A to Z next week. An A to Z term define and then apply example make it as, as tricky and challenging for yourself as you can um, and then your second bit of work this week is to go through the coronavirus advert powerpoint which is attached and create me an advert that nudges people to to stay indoors okay um, so hope you'll have a good week um, and we'll speak again soon